And then Elijah does a lot with um, his dad and uh, grandpa both have bought and renovated houses. They both live in houses. <laughs> we do. Yeah. We too live in houses. No. <laughs> One of Elijah's family lives in houses. We both work on houses. And have <laughs> we all live in houses. I can, I can attest to my, I live in a house. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were still there. Cold open. Don't, don't go on the internet. Watch TV. Read newspapers. I hate this place. Uh, geographical oddity. Two weeks from everywhere. No television. Bye. What do you do? You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. You must have had on some really nice pants. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith, and joining me from across the internet, as per usual, our esteem, my esteemed co-host, the one and only, Sean Mackey. Sean, what is up? Thank you. I'm glad I'm esteemed now. I think I've, I've laid a, a, found, a good foundation with the podcast. I was going to introduce you as a recurring guest again, but I figured I'd learn my lesson no, from last time. I'm, I'm a host. I'm a co-host. Okay. No, doing well. <laughs> Riding that tenant high still. Still Woo. trying to figure out what that movie was about, but I need to see it again. So, Also joining us it. from the other end of the internet. Mustache update. It's still there. He's becoming it's becoming less and less of a bit as time goes on and it's just part of his face. <laughs> the one and only Rudy Rudolph. Rudy, what's going on? What's up, Doug? Yeah. Um and the movie that we're gonna be talking about later. Mm. Th- there were a couple of mustaches just scattered just about. Just served as more even more encouragement. Exactly, yeah. So it's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's a little little tease for what's to come. But first and we'd be remiss not to introduce our very special guest we have with us. Wow. The founding father of loose concept fandom, the eagle-eyed enigma of energetic enthusiasm, the guru of night shift grinding, the regent of home renovations, the count of contracting. Ladies and gentlemen, Austin, I don't know how to say your last name, Austin. How do you say your last name? <laughs> Gaver. Austin Gaver. This is embarrassing Austin for me. <laughs> Austin Gaver, welcome to the program. Wow, dude, that was uh, quite the intro, man. I'm humbled. <laughs> that was it's all true. That was, that was that was one of the top ones. I love the founding father uh, reference. <laughs> you are. man. I'm a huge history. Buff, yeah, so, so. <laughs> for uh, for all the listeners out there, Austin's been Austin's been a fan from the jump. Here, he's been a, a loyal supporter, and it's just proof that. Uh, if you interact with our Instagram posts enough, you'll probably get an invite to be on the podcast. So. <laughs> well, it's an honor to finally be yeah, on Yeah, no, uh, Austin, Austin reached out with some, some movie suggestions that we could cover, and we just thought, you know, why don't you come on for one of them? So we talked to, one of those was Thank Mad you. Max, Yeah, and then one is the movie that we're going to discuss tonight. I got to so. say, too, you guys did uh, an amazing job on the Mad Max. I love, that was one of my favorite Thank episodes. You. <laughs> Thank you. You're too kind. Wow. We appreciate that. Someone's going to be back on late, on multiple episodes. I can already tell. Keep that. Keep the compliments coming. And yeah, you're pretty much guaranteed. But uh, before we go any further, let's go into our, our recurring guest segment. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for constructive criticism. criticism. This is where our guest gives us uh, constructive criticism on how we can further uh, further excel our, in our enterprise here. Further, further grow in our venture. I don't know. 
Austin, mm-hmm. what do you have for us? What can we be? What can we do better to serve you as the founding father of loose concept fandom? Hmm. I like how you guys <laughs> just put right, go right to the spot. Like, just put, put me right on the spot yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no easy let me introduction. See. Yeah, yeah. Dog, you're in the hot seat now. This is how it works. I would say, I would say, well, one thing you guys really got going for you is like the chemistry between you three, mm. the host. It's like the trifecta. Yes. It's the mm-hmm. trinity of podcasting, Ooh. I would say. Uh, wow. So that is some uh, constructive, positive feedback right there. Mm. Love it. Um, as far as criticism. All right, that about wraps it up for constructive criticism. <laughs> Let's uh, move on into our next segment. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, we're good. No, we can, we, can, uh, we can take our lumps. Go ahead, dish it out. We'll take it. Well, it is hard to criticize a perfect show already. Facts. But um, I would say maybe... Bars. I really like that one episode where you did like the top twenty, like your li- you went through all your different lists, like each top twenty list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to see more like lists mm. and stuff like that. Mm. Or you know how like Watch Mojo? I don't know if you guys are fans or yeah. watch their videos. I'm a huge fan of like Watch Mojo videos, and uh, I think it would be cool if you guys did more like some of that kind of stuff, like top ten best in such and such genre yeah, or more listicles yeah, in action people love a good list yeah yeah exactly um and they're fun they're definitely fun you get yeah. a lot of content in one episode yeah. you know you cover Highly a lot of different things that way you know if people are like you know aren't interested in one particular movie and want to hear like a broad you know spectrum mm. or genre I think you guys would do a great job. And mm, kill I'll take it that. Over. Take yeah. that under. I love that idea. That's, that's good. Yeah. I have heard that before. That everybody loves the top twenty list yeah, episode. Yeah. That might be the first point of criticism <laughs> that we're going to actually adopt. It's on the. It's on the. It's in. It's on in the plans. We don't like to pull back the curtain too much here at Loose Concept, but uh, keep your eyes open. You know, <laughs> we'll consider it. Keep your eyes open. <laughs> hey Austin, when you're when you're talking, if you could get about as far away as Sean is from the mic right now. Even if it's going to be like a little awkward and you're almost like in like kissing distance with Sean, like you just got to, you know, take one, <laughs> take one for the team and keep it, keep it a little <laughs> closer. Is that better? Yeah. The, Get closer. Yeah. The, closer. Yeah. That's perfect. Where you're at right there is great. All right. You took your COVID test before coming on, right? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> of course he did. Just, just saving a little, uh, a little back end work for our interns later on in the program, you know? We we're paying them we're paying them the bare minimum wage right now, so I like to uh, be as considerate as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Well, uh, yeah. Keep your keep your eyes and ears open. That may be uh, forthcoming. Some some increased list activity. We've got it on the on the tentative docket. Yeah, I love that. So list we'll activity. see. We'll see. Word. Thank you for for not doing too negative constructive criticism. Yeah, we really can't take the negative yeah. constructive yeah. criticism. Yeah, my like, two episodes ago, my sister called it called me problematic, and uh, just said yeah. we haven't talked since. It's a, fall, it's a bit of falling <laughs> out. There's just a rift, a massive <laughs> rift in our family right now over it. But uh, let's get into our next segment here. Talk a little movie news. Ooh, this is movie news. This is the first piece of news. It really just it's movie news I picked out for my own interest, but. Uh, Paramount Network, which is uh, the network that is famous, most famous for bringing us the uh, the hit series Yellowstone, one of my personal mm, personal favorites. Just g- complete garbage television that's super enjoyable. <laughs> um, they're rebranding 
Only this time, okay. they're doubling down on movies. They're heading into the movie direction. So this is where this is where it gets a little crazy. They're always they're already doing miniseries. They have the flagship flagship series in Yellowstone, but they're branching out. And their plan is now the current plan, according to this article on Variety, from Variety.com, pretty uh, you know pretty solid source I would say. Yeah. The current plan we is like to Variety. program 52 original movies per year on the network, or one movie per week. Each movie will have a budget in the low to mid seven-figure range. Once per quarter, the network expects to program a miniseries or scripted series on the scale of its hit drama Yellowstone, potentially spinning off characters from those projects into their own films or sequels in the future. So they've got a little bit of a, of a, 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 a little bit of a Paramount diverse going on here. That <laughs> seems like is the plan. I don't know. Sean is a bad boy of business. Yeah. Do you think this is the move? That's an interesting model. Word. Thank you for that. Well, I definitely think it's, it's interesting. I've heard this one time. Interesting is like what? the least descriptive yeah. word you could possibly <laughs> use. Because that's really interesting. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't tell you anything about it. It's like when people say, that's a great question, to buy them time from answering the actual question. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you even say it twice, that's a great question. No, I think I think it's a good way to pivot um, and have some uniqueness in their model because I think a lot of these other streaming sites like Peacock and um, HBO Max, they seem to be pushing the series and... I think it's hard to build long-term subscribers for just like a, a little mini series or even a television series because you watch it and then you're kind of waiting for that next hit. Um, and so I think if you have one movie a week, at least once a month, you're probably going to have a movie that you're going to enjoy. And if they start branching it off with these other characters that they've already built um, a claim for, I think that's could be a smart move for them um, going forward to kind of have... Um, you know, to kind of be the movie where HBO used to be or, or Showtime, um, this could be like the next, um, in the Netflix era of of movie streaming companies. Yeah, it seems so. like that's that's the plan to go like Netflix style of just, you know, drowning people in, in random movies. Yeah. Yeah. Spray and pray, <laughs> baby. I, I feel like, though, it's, there there could be value to that. I, I don't like that model, though, because I feel like you could just end up with, like, the sci-fi channel where it's just 800 oh, horrible yeah. movies oh, yeah. all the time. One crap fest after another, and it's just, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Then you just unsubscribe, and then you're done with it, and it yeah, fails. Yeah. <laughs> How much are they going to charge for their services? I don't know what this service would cost. I, I believe, is not is this where CBS and Viacom came together? And they're gonna be yeah. spinning this from CBS All Access into Paramount. Yeah. So uh, they will have a big know about back catalog of TV shows. I don't know. All I can say is whatever it's cost, whatever it costs, it's worth it to see Kevin Costner modeling all these sweet jackets. <laughs> Yellow stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's not worth it. Don't pay. <laughs> don't pay for Paramount. I gotta say, I love the uh, you know the old classic Paramount intro or the credits where they had that mountain mm-hmm. and the stars around mm-hmm. it that's a classic oh, yeah. nothing gets you fired up for for a movie like seeing those s- stars just flying by oh heck yeah i love when like uh i think paramount did the indiana jones movies and they would have that like mountain and then it would like fade in into to, the, like the an show. actual mountain or yeah, something like that movie. and 
I thought that was like the coolest yeah. thing when I, I was a kid. <laughs> we could do a top ten of like the best opening animations, yeah. like the one with the guy like who that. shoots the arrow through that thing. That's a good one. That is pretty good. The what's you've the one that DreamWorks where he's fishing from the moon? Yeah, you've yeah. got a Christopher Nolan syncope thing with the maze. Yeah, you got a the goat, arguably twentieth century Fox. The maybe just the goat movie opening soundtrack. And there's Bad yeah. Robot, classic. Um, we'll think about it. We'll Jerry Bruckheimer, the, uh, like the driving down the road and then the lightning. Yeah, mm. I forget what that That's, one's called. That yep. one's fire too. Lots of lots of options. What we'll the write, write a list. <laughs> you know you're you know you're a movie fan when like we can recognize like we could probably say what the company the production company is based <laughs> off of that little like, five second. Take <laughs> take the words out. <laughs> probably you're probably right. We're in too deep, boys. Yeah, we're in too deep. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. They're going, I guess, this Netflix route. I'm kind of with Rudy. I kind yeah. of think it's a, it's not a great method because then you end up with just a bunch of movies that nobody's seen or that maybe like three or four people have seen or you always have that one friend who's seen like this one random movie on Netflix right. and is trying to get you to watch it and you're like, dog, I don't. John. I don't want to watch, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Extraction. So Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sean's, Sean's telling me, dude, you got to watch uh, this random Netflix movie I just saw. It's crazy. The Haunting of Bly Manor. No, I don't like I don't like horror movies. Hey, nine times out of ten, my suggestions are, are good. <laughs> Ooh, oh, that's uh, an ambitious, uh, ambitious number you got going there for yourself. I don't know about nine times out of ten. <laughs> If I was Rotten Tomatoes, I'd be certified fresh. I'll give you a solid six out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now, if you just go to IMDb and you look at the uh, the trailers page, it's just you know strewn with Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. We have Enola Holmes, The Haunting of Bly Manor, yeah. Julian the Phantoms, Hubie Halloween with Adam Sandler, The Boys in the Band, which is about yeah, some gay dudes in a band. There's f- Freaky. This Vince Vaughn movie that, you know, there's just like, it's all, you know, they're just really going with the spray and pray method, but I don't know who's actually watching these movies. Yeah. I don't know either. Do you guys see the trailer for this, uh, this WandaVision show that Disney plus is doing with Scarlet Witch and Vision? No, I haven't seen that. Yeah. What's up with that? (laughs) I don't know. It looks like a trip. Well, is it, is it all like fifties is it all based in the fifties like black and white TV or well, is I it... don't know. It looks like it's like moving through decades. There's some eighties stuff in there it looked like some seventies. What is it called stuff. again? Wanda Vision. Because I think her name is um, Wanda oh. and his name is Vision, obviously. Oh. Is it is it gonna have the uh, same actor and actresses clever, that were in clever brand? Yeah, I guess possibly yeah, Elizabeth yeah, Olsen. It has Elizabeth cool. Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. That would be cool. Or Batani, as Nick would say. Shouts to Nick. (laughs) Shout out to Nick Paul Batani. (laughs) Also in the Marvel Universe, uh, Black Widow's getting pushed back. This is the first year since 2009 that there isn't a Marvel movie released in theaters. (sighs) Finally. 2020, man. Yeah, I feel like some people would praise that. Some people would be horrified by it. We needed a freaking break. (laughs) We need like a three or four year break, I think, to really like appreciate appreciate it again. That was the thing that Star Wars had going for it for so long. It's like Star Wars. Is that, yeah, is that there was such a gap in between (laughs) them. Love when Sean's on this like 60 second As big of a gap as there is between you and Sean. It's great. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You guys watch this Death on the Nile trailer? No. no, 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 no. This this is the sequel to... uh, 
Sequel to, um, what's it called? Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, sequel to Murder on the Orient Express. Gal Gadot, Army Hammer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Kenneth Branagh. I'd be pumped for that. What's the one with uh, The Rock? <laughs> Jungle Cruise? That's Jungle Cruise. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Jumanji. <laughs> I thought it was a different... I thought that was the same Death thing. Death on the Nile and Jungle Cruise, I think they're pretty much the Jumanji much 3, the Jungle Cruise? <laughs> Jumanji 3, Death on the Nile. It's all the same universe. Well, maybe next week. We, maybe next week we can actually watch, watch that trailer and break it down. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's about that time, boys. We ready? Fired up? Do you think we're sufficiently loose to talk about our feature film of the week? I think so. Heck yeah. I think we are. This loose. week, we will be breaking down. Austin, we'll let you do the honors. Hell or high water. Oh, come on. You could do better. Let's hear it with a Texan accent. <laughs> Try to sell it. Hell or high water. This film of the week is hell or high water. There we yeah, go. Nice. That's it. There it is. That's the one we needed. West Texas. I was Texas. like kind of half wanting <laughs> Austin just to Texas, say like. West Texas. Yeah. There's I wanted Austin to say like a totally different movie. <laughs> be like, oh. What? Empire Strikes like, Back. I don't have any notes for this. <laughs> it's a big bank. Too big. That's what she said. This August, critics rave. Hell or High Water is the best movie I've seen this year. Those banks loaned the least they could so they could swipe your mama's land. Open the drawers! Paying them back with their own money. Well, if that ain't Texan, I don't know what is. For two brothers. They're trying to raise a certain amount. That's my guess. Justice. We're going to bend these boys down. Is not a crime. It's a good thing it does. More down. Every step of the way. Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water, the Chris Pine vehicle about a divorced father and his ex-con older brother resort to a desperate scheme in order to save their family's ranch in West Texas. We got uh, Chris Pine, as I mentioned, Ben Foster, Jeff Bridges. Um, that's that's sort of the headliners there. Um, Taylor Sheridan directed Taylor Sheridan notably only directs things that he can put cowboys into so <laughs> there's some, definitely some cowboys in here Austin we'll start with you before we get into best and worst what about this movie made you think it'd be a good one to discuss on the pod on air it's uh it's one of my favorites actually I probably would put it in my top 20 no, don't um, get too far I, ahead of the program <laughs> jump in the gun easy tiger <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it is. It's one of my best, uh, my favorite. Um, I saw it. I think in theaters back in 2016, and I didn't have like any expectations going into it. I didn't know yeah. what it was. Uh, I think I just saw like the poster, and I was like, <laughs> "That looks, that looks <laughs> pretty dope." <laughs> oh, Jeff Bridges with sunglasses on. Looks yeah, I saw go. Chris Pine, Dre- Jeff Bridges with sunglasses, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's oh, the move." Sign me up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't. I hadn't like seen a trailer or anything. I don't think, um, and I think this is one of those movies that like that really adds to it when you yeah. don't really know what you're getting into, and then yeah. you gotta like figure out along the way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're kind of I don't know, just right thrown there. into it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Word. I wanted to hear your esteemed so, opinions. On let's this. <laughs> well, before we do, let's start out with best and worst. Just hit the bests here. We'll let you start as our guest. What's the best part about the movie? I think the best Austin. thing about this movie, it would probably be like Jeff Bridges. Um, I think <laughs> yes. it's the perfect 
blend between like True Grit, Jeff Bridges, and like the dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of funny, kind of, you know, gravelly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think the relationships between like the characters, like the brothers and Jeff Bridges and was Guillermo, is that what his name is? Alberto. Um, Alberto. Alberto. My bad. <laughs> Sorry, Alberto. <laughs> R.I.P. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think those were like the highlight of the movie. I think they were really well done. And yeah, Jeff Bridges the and the relationship. I kind of wanted to make a change.org uh, page to make Jeff Bridges only act in Texan movies because he's <laughs> yes. the perfect Texan. He's got he the vibes, the larger than life vibes. He's a, okay. I don't know, I have some thoughts on that, but we can address it later. We'll talk about it later on in the program. Sean, let's go over, head over to you. Yeah, so again, I'm not just going with one thing, okay? So, um, I would say the, the, <laughs> to encapsulate the whole feel, I, the Western heist, I think it's not something that's, not a story that's told a lot, you know? A lot of that's usually... Um, high concept, um, bank heist, you know, you're in a skyscraper. I loved how rugged and down to earth this heist movie was, um, that I could really get behind the, the reason for the heist. You know, it wasn't for even to enrich themselves. It was to enrich the next generation. So I loved the sort of, um, grit of the movie. But also, like Austin was saying, the relationships that you really got to see. Because it was kind of like a buddy cop, um, you know, cowboy and and renegade type movie. Um, You got Toby and Tanner. And then um, Alberto and uh, Marcus Hamilton, who's the ranger. And I just loved that dynamic of just, like, I believe you're going to say this, Elijah. I'm not going to say it, but. I, I'm alluding to some some people in cars and just driving around, <laughs> just that simplicity. Cruising with the boys. Yes. <laughs> Rudy, you know what do you got for your best? This is a movie that you guys had recommended in the past that I watched that I had never seen. This is the first time watching it. This movie freaking rocks. <laughs> okay. The best part I think. <laughs> yeah, dude. Heck is yeah. Texas. Texas is the best part. And the yeah. dude, you're gonna Texas that I love. You're gonna hate it, but they didn't actually film it in Texas. I know New Mexico. <laughs> I saw that. That's kind of disappointing. But it's it's actually you know, the, it's more of the people than the place. The place the the landscape's awesome, but the guy in the bank. I think it was the second bank robbery in Midland. <laughs> yes. Who like the old guy who they take his gun out and he like of course I got a gun he's, like, so chill and then he like he, he grabs his gun and he just like walks he just starts blowing he just starts shooting through the bank <laughs> he's like I'm just gonna shoot these guys like, so good it's just it's perfect I love Texas and it's such a good like I don't know that it's a good representation of Texas because I've never been there lived there but I, that's like what Texas is to me in it's my it's a mind. good representation of what you think Texas is yeah yeah. I feel that. I think the best part is just is just uh, Chris Chris Pine. I think he's just crushing it. This whole movie, he does great performance. The accent's great. The vibe is great. I think he's like you just see him as that character. Um, I'm a big Chris Pine guy. He's my I think my favorite of all the Chris's. But uh, the stash, yeah. the hair, just the whole the whole shebang. He's just 
he's just awesome. Like you, you're watching him. And it's like, ah, oh, this is a guy that exists somewhere. You know. <laughs> yes. You can see that. He exists. <laughs> He was a bad bank robber. Well, that's he's like a really good modern Texas <laughs> bank robber. A modern modern yeah. Texas bank robber, which uh, transitions me into my worst is that he just makes terrible the terrible decision, the number one awful decision when robbing banks. You don't bring along your wild card friend or your wild card brother. Just <laughs> for some reason, all these heist movies they always bring along this wild card guy. It's like you should just yeah. learn. I was just rewatching uh, the town um, a few days ago. And that one, you're just so like, good. why are we even involving this, you know, Jeremy Renner's character? <laughs> what does he add to the group? Exactly. <laughs> Dude, because you're just like trying to get like people to join you and they're all crazy. <laughs> I guess. I love when, uh, a little willing to rob a bank. When uh, Chris Pine, uh, he asks his brother, like, how long, how have you managed to stay out of prison this long? This long? <laughs> like, yeah. It's been difficult. <laughs> it's been difficult. <laughs> Yeah, so I, that's that's yeah. the worst part. Is just like I don't like. I guess it's sort of believable. I don't know. I can talk myself into it. He needs. He probably brought his brother along because he knew he didn't have the edge that it takes, and he knew his brother did. But at the same time, it's like I don't know that you know this guy who seems like he probably exists. Like if he'd make the Actually, decision like this, but I guess it does. I don't know. So that, that was, that I actually have a theory about that. Worst. And uh, what do you think about this, Elijah? That uh, Chris Prine actually, or uh, Toby, is actually using his brother because he knows his brother's crazy and yeah. he puts the fall purposely on him. Oh, no, I agree with that mm-hmm. 100%. I think that's that's what makes... Well, I don't know that he's using him as like as a fall guy, but I think he's using him in the sense that he did it. He knows he doesn't have what it takes to like go through with like robbing these banks, and he knows his brother has the edge mm-hmm. right, that's right. needed. I mean, if he's using him, and he just knew knew he was going to be like the the uh, what's the word the distraction at some point. Like that's pretty that's <laughs> pretty cruel. Hair. Yeah, that's pretty cruel on his part to just be like. I don't know, but maybe he is. I don't know. We can keep go keep rolling with the worst. Uh, Rudy, what do you got? Worst part of the movie for you? Yeah, to me, the worst part of the movie, of a great movie, was the scene where the brother, uh, it's Tanner, right? He shoots Alberto in the face. Yeah, in the eyeball. And to me, like that was like a turning point in the movie because I mean, I know at the bank robbing scene where they robbed the full bank and he killed the two people that were shooting at them. That was kind of like. beginning of a turning point but basically up until that point they were doing they were basically good bank robbers they were trying to do something good they weren't they didn't want to hurt anybody they just wanted to like save the farm right and there's like this motif of like the banks are really the bad guys and they're getting at you and like the cops were really good guys too like they weren't really dirty cops they had this great relationship they were kind of just trying to was it a great know. relationship well you know <laughs> they had, yeah, a, they had a charming back and forth yeah, <laughs> yeah. sometimes <laughs> mostly just some, one way some, but. there's some some good good banter but there doesn't seem like there's a lot of positive vibes there but yeah no i feel <laughs> well he was very upset when you know what yeah. i mean yeah yeah. So then, at the, and then at that point, it's like, okay, this guy objectively did something horrible, and now he's a bad guy, and it's okay that he dies, you know. Yeah. And then, which leads into the like ending, which is hinting at maybe a cut a scene, this like weird, ambiguous like, 
I still hate you, even though you didn't like to, to Toby, Chris Pine's character. Yeah. Um, on behalf of Jeff Bridges, like it's just like this weird. It, you know, it would have been. I think it could have been better going a different yeah. way. That was the worst part for me. Yeah. I think. I feel you. Just to cut in real quick, another worst part is the names of Toby and Tanner. They're, they should be switched around. I feel like Tanner acts more <laughs> like a Toby, and Toby acts more like a Tanner. You know. That's such a really good point. I never yeah, thought about that, but that either. man, that is on point. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like either of those, though. Oh, like, they're I feel they're like both like, like terrible names, but like Toby, Dakota. Toby doesn't sound Dakota like a guy who's going to go like just have a small family somewhere and like be nice. Like Toby sounds like a guy who's going to, you know, who's the wild card and is going to shoot someone in the face while you're just trying <laughs> to rob a bank, you know? Yeah, Toby doesn't really sound like a mastermind name. No offense to no. Toby's listening, but yeah, there's you no know, smart Toby from the office. You know, I think that's a lot of precedent. <laughs> negative. Negative. I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna stand up for the name Tanner. Shout out to my cousin. Um, I think that's Tanner. a good name, and I do. I I would say <laughs> that uh, I would. <laughs> I would have liked the names to Shout be Shout out Vector. <laughs> that's a deep cut for the college homies. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just a quick interjection, Sean. What you got for worst part? So for worst part, I mine does go back to Tanner of, you know, I would have liked. I, I I know it might not be possible in the film, um, but I would have liked some redemption or opportunity for redemption for Tanner. Um, just in his character arc, it's kind of sad because it it doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> he kind of starts out. Um, uh, in a troubled space or place, and then kind of ends in a troubled place. Um, I don't know. He he sort of makes that makes that ultimate sacrifice for his brother at yeah, the end. So true. like, there is some. I you that could be some he sort have of redemption. Money, yeah. Yeah, when they split, and he pretty much just becomes like yeah. the uh, uh, diversion. I think he knows he's. It's not going to end well for him there when he's like driving down the road singing. I think he knows like this is, this is it, and yeah. he's just sort of I don't know. Kinda... So it's a little bit of redemption. I don't know. And I think he does like when because at the end I think that his last line is like Lord of the Plains. Yeah. And I think he has that like sort of like pride aspect because in the casino he was like. That makes me a Cherokee or a Comanche, right? And they're yeah. more of the plains or whatever. Great scene, and uh, awesome. He scene. wants to be that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's that that imagery of Comanche the whole movie. I love this movie, so it was uh, yeah, it was hard for me to really pick a worst part. Um, I would probably say though, the, like the spacing of the movie. Like I think it's really realistic. In the way it's like timed out, and it doesn't feel too rushed or too you know mm. slow, and it kind of takes yeah. a realistic you know pacing throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I think it kind of hurts its rewatchability because it it really is really great the first time you watch it, and I mean I still love the movie, but uh, I think it does kind of affect its rewatchability a little bit. Yeah, it feels a little slow on the rewatch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're kind of that being said, a little bit what's going to happen. And also, too, like, we'll I'm not in. really sure who to root for. Like, who is, like, the protagonist? Who's the antagonist? Because, you know, you're rooting for Toby, kind of, because he's sticking it to the bank. But then, you know, uh, Marcus, Jeff Bridges, mm. you know, he loses his 
his best friend, his partner, and you know yeah. he's the law, and he's actually doing his job. So there's that kind of like where they're but both But he kind of sucks. Like he's pretty racist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get that. But, no one's going to defend <laughs> yeah, yeah, But still, he defends, even though he's like, you know, it's <laughs> insulting his friend all the time, he still wants to avenge him. I think yeah. he did like... Uh, yeah. He loves him. I don't know. He loved him. I think his reaction at the end know. shows that yeah. there, is, there is some love there, love and respect there. You know, going back, call back to pacing, let's get into a cut a scene, add a scene. This is the part of the show, Austin, where we cut a scene out of the movie and then we add a new scene in that wasn't in the Love original it. movie. And uh, just yeah. just so you're familiar <laughs> with how the segment works, it's a little tricky, but I think you'll it'll catch on sooner <laughs> sooner rather than later. Um, oh, heck yeah. I'll start in on the cut a scene, add scenes because we're we were sort of on the pacing uh, um, discussion there. But this is a class, great hour and thirty minute movie that is actually an hour and forty seven minutes. It's a little long. It could end, right? I, I checked. The, so what I'm cutting out, I'm cutting out the whole end. In the last scene where Jeff Bridges mm. drives out to the ranch and they have that discussion, it's pretty pointless. Like there's some you yeah. know, back and forth there, or I guess it's about the relationship or something, but maybe I'm missing the deeper point of the film or something. But it just seemed to me like it could end where he, like, he turns around and he asks the bank guys, like, oh, do you guys do trusts here or whatever, you know? What's the, I forget what the yeah. line is. You guys manage trusts? Like, that's where the movie should end. And right there, it's actually yep. an hour and 30 minutes long. So it's the perfect length if you just Ooh, chop yeah. that whole ending <laughs> off. So I'm just cutting I'm just cutting off the ending, and I'm not adding anything in. I'm not actually doing my Addison, because it needs it needs to go, and it needs to be an hour and 30 minutes, the perfect length for a movie. Elijah loves his 90 minutes. Love a 90-minute movie. Yep. Rudy, what do you have for uh, cut a scene, add a scene? I mean, per usual, there's, there's we're building a pattern here. I couldn't agree more. I'm cutting the ending. It adds nothing. It uh, just, you know, it, it almost, like, makes it worse because it's like, why is Jeff Bridges so upset at this guy who was really just, yeah, you know, dra- if anything, like, he was the one instigating it, but from Jeff Bridges' perspective, he was kind of dragged into it because it's this guy who has no rap sheet, you yep. know. So, I pointless and it doesn't like end anything it's just like oh we could have this conversation at some later point if you want <laughs> like the, i was reading the wikipedia page and they were talking about how it was a mexican standoff which i think is awesome yeah but uh you know how they were like gonna do that later i don't know stupid cutting that out but i am adding um i'm tweaking the uh killing of tanner tanner being not chris Pine. crazy brother ben foster yeah ben crazy foster, brother yeah. And I'm throwing in a montage there. Mm. Okay, so he runs into the hills. <laughs> if you can believe it. He Rudy runs into the hills. doing a montage? Can't believe it. Yes. He starts taking pot shots at the, at the uh, cops and the posse. First of all, also, how the cops and the posse, like, just the uh, general Texan townspeople. <laughs> it's just awesome. Yeah, that um, was so he, awesome. Yeah, the Texan, kind of like what you were saying, like, the best thing about it. The Texans. They are so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... He takes some shots, and then he, like, has a backpack, and he starts hauling it into the freaking Texas bush, okay? Yes. And then I want to see a montage of him, like, lighting fires like a, like a seven-day manhunt taking place, yeah. where he's got fires going, and in the background, I want Johnny Cash, God's Gonna Cut mm. You Down. Oh, I was man. just going to say, I was literally just going to say, get some Johnny Cash in the background. Yep, and it's just like, and, it, and finally it ends in this, like, yelling match where he shoots, you know, he goes to shoot his gun at... 
uh, Jeff Bridges. You know, Jeff Bridges, mm-hmm. and he's out of ammo. And Jeff Bridges is like, "Not today, son," or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Blows him away. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Cut the check for the licensing on God's Gonna Cut You Down. Put it in your movie. It's worth it. <laughs> yep. All the money. I'm all in on that idea. Sean, what do you got for uh, Cut a Scene, Add a Scene? So, for Cut a Scene, Add a Scene, I also did not enjoy um, Alberto dying. I felt like I wanted him to end up in Galveston with his wife. That nice retirement. And he was such such a nice guy. You know, He, he took all that abuse... From the Ranger, from uh, Marcus Hamilton, and just, you know, had a great attitude. Just kept doing, completing all the tasks he was assigned. Just, you know, good good doing soldier. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want him to die. Um, like, you know, Rudy said, I, I think it would be, I, it was just a very um, shocking scene when that happens. And it just kind of like rattles you for the next several minutes. So cutting that out. But then I'm adding... Alberto's living forever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm adding... Because I think the the main, you know, backdrop to this movie is why are they robbing these banks? And they're robbing these banks for the next generation. The two um, sons of of Toby who um, will take on the mantle um, that Toby and Tanner have kind of... Toby really has tried to prepare for his, his boys to kind of have them have a better chance at life um, than they had. Um, but I want some more interaction of Toby and his sons because we have that little snippet where he talks about football and doesn't really know what his son is doing right now. He's like, yeah, hey, yeah. He's, he's, he's just holding a football randomly. Like. <laughs> yeah. Offers him a beer. Yeah. Um, uh, so I want some more interaction to like kind of sell me on that they're really dedi- dedicated to kind of passing on this baton to the next generation. Um, you see a little bit of that, you know, he's Toby at the end, sort of like, oh, I'm going to help you with your homework. But I think that would have been a good, if we're going over the 90 minute Elijah mark and we're going <laughs> to like two hours, two hour, 15 minutes, I want a little bit of that Yeesh. in the beginning yeah. to kind of see yeah. that, to set it up. Definitely. Okay. Okay, Austin, your first, your inaugural, inaugural voyage on the cut a scene, add a scene segment. What are you cutting and right. adding? Yeah. Well, first, like, kind of like what you guys were saying, uh, I was debating on cutting the ending, but mm-hmm. I decided against it. But it would have mm-hmm. been really cool though if they added the actual shootout instead of just leaving it. Like, yeah. I would have liked that ending a lot better. But the scene I decided to cut is actually the casino scene. I don't think it really adds that much. Mm, you yeah. don't really need to see them exchanging the money. And they <laughs> spend too long in the casino. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> Watching the Aggies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like it goes nowhere. I think that's the one part of the story that really doesn't add anything to the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, and instead of know, that, that... That scene with... That scene with uh, Ben Foster's character Tanner and the Comanche guy at the uh, the poker table, I feel like it's sort of like uh, significant to understanding what that guy's deal is. You know, like what mm. what what Tanner's deal is, or the yeah, Comanche what Tanner's guy. yeah, what's up with Tanner? Like what yeah, he views yeah. himself as that as at war with everyone, right? Where he's like, yeah, he just wants to see like, the world burn. I'm a Comanche That's too. A good yeah, point. so it's sort of 
that part of it is crucial. But yeah, I, yeah, I agree. It definitely does go on for a little long. It feels like. Um, yeah, maybe like that, like a little bit of the casino part. Um, but I didn't think it needed to go as long as it did. And I would have added um, <laughs> a montage, actually, Ooh, of yes, them let's go. robbing a bank and getting the money, like, you know, running to the car, yeah. driving, and then just a real quick, like, exchange of money at the casino counter. And to and the music to that would be either, like, Pink Floyd's Money. Classic. You know? <laughs> Or a Johnny Cash song. And you had this written down. <laughs> I had before. Johnny Cash written down, so you'd appreciate that. <laughs> I like the way you think, Austin. We're, we're all thinking it. Yeah, we're all thinking it. We're so yeah, that's what I would have added. I really like the music in it, and I think uh, Johnny Cash so would have really music added so to it. Good. Or Pink Floyd, but Pink Floyd might have been a little pushing it because it, it was going for like the country angle. So yeah, I think Johnny I think Cash might have been so a little better. So I think better. the the music, if I'm not mistaken, was actually done. I'm trying to find it now. It was done by Nick Cave. Who's actually an Australian, interestingly enough. Interesting. But, um, yeah. He did a lot yeah. of like the last uh, song was the music to About Time, right? Uh, he, okay. uh, yeah, he did. He had a song in there. Yeah, but uh, some interesting. Uh, it's definitely interesting music, rather than just going with like straightforward country or, you know, some like Texas country, red dirt country, something like that. They went with something a little more uh, unique. Yeah, yeah, Nick Nick Cave and Warren Ellis did the soundtracking. But, um, a lot of good features with Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Yeah, the Chris Stapleton Coulter last Wall. song was great. Yeah, Coulter the Johnny, Wall. Johnny Cash sound, sounding guy. Yeah. yeah. He was cheaper. We're, let's uh let's pivot into recast the roll. Let's we gotta keep this keep this train rolling. We're uh we're getting behind time here, but uh what do you guys have for uh we'll start with Austin again. What do you have for uh what role are you gonna recast here? Well, uh, you're going to hate it, Elijah. I'm just going to preface it like that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Not to be kicked off the pod <laughs> permanently, but uh, I think you can probably tell where I'm going with this. I would no. probably recast Chris Prine. <laughs> no. I know, I know, I know. Oh. I do think he did a great job. Um, it was a tough to pick because I think Ben Foster did an amazing job. Chris Prine did a really good job. Um, Jeff Bridges. But... I would have recast Chris Prine. I think it's kind of a you know, ringer, but uh, for Travis Fimmel from Vikings, I think he's uh-huh. much more like he's got that cunning, you know, look to him and very like clever. And I don't he's know, he's not even uh, American. I know, but that's why I think it would have been awesome to hear him do a West Texas accent no, from being no, like a Viking, been, you know. <laughs> but it could have been, been so weird. Bad. It might be weird, but. <laughs> He's right. got those Chris Pine vibes. I could see it. Yeah, yeah. And he actually Maybe looks a third more brother. He looks more like Benton Foster than, you know, Chris Pine. Yeah, Chris Pine, that's the one thing going against him is he's way too handsome. <laughs> exactly. For West Texas, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I like it. I think this is like the best Chris Pine performance of them all, other than Star Trek Into Darkness. Don't get me wrong, I think it was amazing. I love I love I love Chris Pine in this, but uh I think it would be interesting to see Travis Fimmel in it. Okay. Don't think okay. I'm a, I'm not bashing Chris Pine. I respect at all, but, I respect uh, <laughs> the, I respect the deep cut. Travis Fimmel. Yeah, yeah. He's not on a lot of people's radar. No, yeah. Sean, who do you what do you have? What are you recasting here? Well, 
I'm not really doing a recast. Per se. Oh, I'm doing my my classic, <laughs> just moving people around. Um, but Taylor Sheridan's actually the cowboy um, who's taking the cattle yeah. um, away from the fire, and yeah. he's the writer of this movie, uh, Yellowstone, Sicario, Wind River. Wow. One of my favorite writers uh, working today. And I want him. He has that. He's from Texas. Like he has that rugged. He looks look. really natural on yeah. that horse. Like, and I want. Like I want to see more of him. I don't know where. I don't know yeah. if we need to create a, a new role for him. But I feel like he was just the most Texas Texan of all of them. So. It would have been cool if he was the guy that led uh, Jeff Bridges up the mountain. Ooh, that would have been. Cool. That would have been a good role. I was gonna save this for miscellaneous questions, but how do we? I'm pretty sure Taylor Sheridan just makes movies so he can show off himself riding on a horse in the movies. That is like the only reason. He's in like three episodes of Yellowstone, just little parts like this one where he just shows off his horse riding abilities. He shows off his horse riding abilities in this one. I think he's in uh, Wind River as well, also riding a horse. I think he just wants people to know he can ride a horse, and that's why he's making movies. Hey, it's not a good. It's not a bad skill to have. It's a good look. It's a good look. You know, it's like, dude, we get it. You know how to ride a horse, Taylor. Yeah, relax. <laughs> okay, okay. So we're just gonna shuffle some dudes around. I get that. Rudy, what do you got? You had a hard time uh, picking a recast on this one as well. Um, the only place I could really find, like, I really thought there was a weak spot, was the sun. Yeah. And those preteen actors, man. Young, young <laughs> early teen preteen actors. So I want to throw, you know, uh another Sheridan. Ty Sheridan, the guy who uh, the kid oh, from, uh, yeah, from Mud, Mud, who we thought did a great job. I feel like he could he could have fit well there. But then also like did you notice that the second son was like short, kind of chubby and wore glasses? Like he was in for like a split second in the movie <laughs> I missed that. going into the house. And I was like, No, I don't bully he kids. He does not fit really. at all. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But, you know, Chris Pine's son, like, he should have, you know, I don't know. Yeah. He should have looked better. It should be different. <laughs> different. Yeah, you would have expected minor, more. Minor, uh, minor. Small edit. tweaks, small tweaks. They, that's, what, that's, that's what all uh, good casting directors do, though, right? They don't cut corners. Exactly. Every yeah. extra is just as important as the lead star. <laughs> so, uh, in a bit of retaliation for Austin taking Chris Pine out of this movie, I'm taking Jeff Bridges out of this movie. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> put that put that in your pipe and smoke it. That makes sense. I thought so, Jeff yeah. Bridges was was fine, but he's like a little too jolly. I think he's like there's a little too much dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point. I think he needs to dial it back, be a little bit more menacing. So I have two options here for you, and I'll let you guys decide which one. My first was Tommy Lee Jones, who already played a cop in uh, The Fugitive. And uh, was he in uh, No Country for Old Men? Yeah, he was a cop. He was a sheriff in that one, too, I think, right? Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. So Mm. that might be a little too redundant for him, but... The other guy I was thinking of, who is you know just sort of the quintessential cowboy, was uh, Sam Elliott. Ooh, man. Oh, man! Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good one. The I true think he's cowboy. a little less goofy. So I'm putting Sam Elliott in, and I'm cutting. I'm making him not a racist, not so like overtly <laughs> like 
awkwardly racist. Yeah, he, he was, was trying a little to make too a point. racist, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> By having Jeff Bridges make all these those jokes, but the point didn't really land. I was like, I don't yeah. know what the point is here. Especially in 2020. He's like right. saying, yeah, he's just saying insensitive things. So it wasn't really like crucial at all to the story. So just we're <laughs> pulling Jeff Bridges out and putting Sam Elliott in, who's who has the greatest voice of all time, I think. And uh, yeah. And then for our uh, sometimes recurrent segment, what role are we putting Nick Cage in this movie? Nick Cage is playing the brother, <laughs> Tanner. We're getting, we're getting we're real crazy here. We've said this for weeks, Sean. You can do as many recasts as you want. You're moving guys all over the movie, <laughs> switching roles here, and, here, there, and everywhere. So, Well, if we allow two, I'm you putting, can't use one on Nick Cage. I'm putting, I am putting <laughs> Nick Cage in for, uh, for Tanner. If I think he can do a perfect unhinged jailbird brother, uh, older brother. I think okay. I think if I'm putting Nick, Nick Cage in this movie, I'm putting him in Jeff Bridges' place. Get him a big old handlebar I mean, mustache, <laughs> cowboy hat. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say no racist. to that either. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be perfect. I think I think if Nick Cage is playing the role, though, you go crazy or you go more racist. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not going to condone that. Nick would never do get that. Truly unhinged. <laughs> I don't know. It's a pretty unhinged, dude. That's true. Well, before we wrap it up, let's hit some miscellaneous questions. I already dropped mine. Do you guys have any other miscellaneous thoughts that we didn't get to touch on yet? Can you guys think of a worse place in the world to rob a bank than Texas? Yeah, really. <laughs> oh Everyone gosh. has guns. You go into the bank, literally everybody's got guns. Everybody's got yeah. AR-15s, fully automatic. Just a text away. Like 10 guys. Thought, 10 guys in F-150s come out running after I you. I thought like uh, that one one bank, I think it was in Post, where they robbed the big bank. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny because like a bunch of the people in the bank start shooting out at them while they're running. Yeah. And then a bunch of people outside start shooting in their rifles into the bank. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. There's a bunch of innocent bystanders People getting shot and, yeah and i don't know if you guys ever shot through a car or whatever but <laughs> no. it goes right through like you have a lot of experience any round, with that a pistol round it'll go right through the door both doors and yes i say <laughs> how this many cars you've been shooting it was uh it was on a range well so. it's uh, been yeah. nice having you uh, we'll let you get back to your uh, your parole officer <laughs> <Just kidding>. jk <laughs> Yeah, man, Texas. That's so it's a, it's a, it's a, the Wild West. Elijah, man. did you pick up on the quote that uh, Tanner said, and also it alludes to uh, Philadelphia basketball? What did he say? He said, "Trust the process." This was your plan. It worked every step of the way. Trust it. <laughs> trust it. It's kind of a, a lo- process, elongated man. trust the po- process. So. <laughs> process over outcome. Yeah. Shouts to, shouts to Tanner. Also, apparently, a big Sam Hinky. <laughs> <laughs> big analytics fan. guy loves that loves analytics any other any other miscellaneous thoughts before we wrap this up i thought the uh yeah, the gunplay was actually pretty good like a lot of movies go way too unrealistic and as like an avid shooter myself uh, I appreciate the effort they went <laughs> well, we've learned yeah 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 <laughs> I appreciate the effort they put into making it semi more realistic you know it wasn't full auto realistic yeah it was semi auto realistic <laughs> yeah but i mean uh, the whole movie is you know sort of on a closing note the whole movie is 
very mm-hmm. it feels very realistic and feels like it. there's really mm-hmm. some like yeah. dust in the ca- camera lens you know like it's really these people all exist like down i thought the waitress and the t-bone cafe was great because it's like it's almost like she was there in that cafe Jenny. that they were filming at, and he, yeah, with the was old like, one hey, or Jenny come be in this, the both of them, really, yeah, actually. The I was yeah. talking about right. the old one, but, but yeah, really, both of them. You could see both of them being just like normal people. The the bank, the people that work at the bank, the old guy in the bank who shoots at shoots at them, the guys and the the like, you know, the the dirtbag guys and like the green yeah. uh, Mustang that pull up next to them and are like waving the gun right. around like every almost everybody in this movie just feel oh, sorry not a not a car guy but um <laughs> almost every single person in this movie feels like authentic. like a real authentic texas person yeah no, i agree wholeheartedly best parts about it i love mr clausen who is the first uh bank owner that gets uh he yeah. says good morning to them. That was, <laughs> they're, they're, point, they're both pointing guns in his face. His his bank teller's oh, yeah. on the ground. He goes, well, good morning. <laughs> Some hospitality for you. <laughs> smacked in the nose. Oh, yeah. man. That was crazy. Is he used to it? Getting robbed? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, hey, what do, what do you guys want? I, I love the lady at the beginning. Uh, I forget her name, but she was like, y'all must be new at this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call me stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're stupid. My uh, my final final closing thought is a, a better way to rob banks is the way that's presented in the uh, 2001 Bruce Willis vehicle, Bandits, oh, where they uh, they actually kidnap the bank manager the day before, stay overnight at their house, and then go into the bank with them in the morning oh. and uh, rob the bank, which. Uh, Enjoyable, enjoyable little flick, Bandits from 2001 with Bruce Willis and Billy Bob Thornton. It's kind of like this movie, but like funny and in cities yeah. and sort of like weird. There's like a weird check it out. It was, to it, but I there there were like three or four points in this movie where I laughed out loud. <laughs> yeah. like, I thought there were a lot of really yeah, funny lines. Good dialogue. It, was, it was really well written. Well, so is it top twenty, Rudy? Does it bump anything off, dude? I gotta say. I think there might it might knock something off. Do, this might be a top twenty. Some some rejiggering there. Yeah, Sean, top twenty. Yeah, I think I need to do some reshuffling as well. Wow. Okay. Might it's, have to have two it, Taylor Sheridans in my top twenty. There you go. I don't think it makes the cut for me. I think it might be like top forty, but it's it's good. It's very good. Austin, you you said it is your top in your top twenty. Yeah, I gave that away pretty quick. <laughs> it's one of the first not things I said. Back. Yeah, um, is it top ten? Yeah, how high? How no, high not the top, top ten. It's good, but you know, I'm not gonna push okay. it. Um, okay. But yeah, top twenty for sure. In there somewhere, can't really say right. for sure, but word yeah. right on. Well, uh, that's it, Austin. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Austin. Thanks yeah, for man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Day one. I hope uh, me uh, recasting Chris Pine didn't, you know, ban me from the show forever. But don't block <laughs> me or whatever. We're, we'll have a we'll have a discussion later on about that and uh, figure out. Yeah, if yeah. You're <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, yeah, yeah. Before well, I'm we go, a little house next... in town. So if you want to finish this conversation, <laughs> be happy. To... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Love but, it. Love it. Yeah, also, yeah. no no letters from the mail. The no letters from the Pony oh, Express no Pony this Express. week. Nobody wrote in. You guys letting us down. 
be sure to write us, write us, share some thoughts, some feedback, questions, concerns, comments to uh, send those to looseconceptpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at looseconceptpod. And uh, remember to above all else, always keep it loose. Keep it loose. Keep it conceptual. Bye. Bye now. Y'all take care now. Bye. Bye now. I had a bad experience. Damn it. Do I really look like a guy with a human hand? You can't handle the truth. Next, he amazed me still further in Italy when he saved a fatherless beauty from the woodbury ravishings of her dreadful turkish How's the pie? So good. <laughs> <laughs>